Hello again, Justin here to welcome you back to another episode of What the Fumble. If you're all caught up in your episodes, then I don't need to tell you that this episode is coming out as the holiday season is starting to get underway. And I have to admit, in past years, I'm usually a bit of a Scrooge up until about a week before Christmas. The whole starting to celebrate in mid to late November thing, it's never really been for me. But I don't know if it's because the pandemic put such a damper on the holiday season for the past few years, or maybe I'm just feeling extra festive. I don't know. But this year, I'm into it. All I'm going to do is buy gifts for literally everybody I know this year. So I was thinking to myself, if a typical Scrooge like me is feeling it this year, then I bet a lot of other people out there are feeling it too. And a lot of you loyal listeners are probably thinking to yourselves, gee, what kind of gift could I get for my favorite D&D podcast this year? The answer is a Patreon subscription. As much as the boys and I absolutely adore doing this podcast, there's a lot of fancy equipment and other things out there that would make this entire process a lot easier on us. And it would be a lot less time-consuming for us, too. And your support on Patreon is how we get those fancy pieces of equipment. So if you've enjoyed the show so far, we would really love for you to consider supporting us on Patreon at WT Fumble Pod. It would really mean the world to us. But that being said, I also get that while we might all be in a very giving mood this year, not everyone can afford to give as much as they'd like, so... If you can't afford the Patreon sub, we would also be thrilled if you download the show, hit like and subscribe, tell your friends, download the show onto their phone, hand out flyers, write our website name inside bathroom stalls, wtfumblepod.simplecast.com. We will be absolutely thrilled for any support you can give us while we try to spread the word to the rest of the world that this podcast exists. I'm sure you've all heard from plenty of other podcasts that getting the word out there is probably the hardest thing about all this stuff. So any support on that side of things is truly, truly appreciated. Anywho, that's my spiel for now. Thank you so much for listening to 64 episodes of our show, and I hope you enjoy number 65. From cheap flat to top. Okay, so we're going to stay the night at Yawning Eddie's, and there's this spot in town. I'm not going to name it on the off chance we get a sponsorship or I get kicked out and have to stay there. <laughs> but every time I drive by it, it's like, yeah, that's probably about our modern, our Halifax equivalent of Yawning Eddie's. And oh, you mean real life? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were Ooh. saying we're going to like kick you out of the flop house. It's like, <laughs> hey, Lenara, you got that two-person tent? Go for it. (laughs) Now I really want to know where you're talking about.
Let's call them out. <laughs> it's specifically. I need addresses. Let's call it Star Glitter Hotel. Okay. Yeah. And it's not quite that, but you can probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh funnily enough, to make it even more creepy and uncomfortable, uh back in the independent film days, as it were. Terrible segue. Uh, we filmed a fake porn in there. That was great. Wait, what? Well, a the, fake one. A fake porn. So the whole premise was, uh, you know, this actor just got to L.A. They they weren't succeeding, so they're like, all right, well, maybe this, maybe just get this, get this paycheck, do this. So it's it's all this internal monologue before they uh, they get ready for the scene. So uh, near the end, this gigantic fella comes out of the bathroom with a towel around his waist and they made a prop you know those foam swords you used to have as a kid yeah it was about two-thirds of that just buried underneath the towel good times oh my Fun. god yeah <laughs> wait so is this like a five-star review or like a three-star review <laughs> this is like a two-star 10-inch review <laughs> so Jesus. yeah huh. have any of you stayed anywhere that's questionable i mean i I or filmed many places. real porn or fake porn. Yeah. Oh, that's the question. Um, <laughs> no comment. Uh, no, but like, I, it, I've had fewer bad rooms and more bad roommates just like traveling with like choirs and touring and stuff. Like, they're of... Oh. I thought this was a dig at me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, someone who will remain nameless in this story... Uh, no, I, like, I have the worst luck with, like, if I'm ever, like, on a trip with, like, a group of people or whatever, and we have to all have accommodations, I have the worst luck with just, like, getting people with the foulest shoes ever, and they refuse to open the window, so, like, it just, like, marinates the entire room in, like, just stale shoe stank. Oh, God. And we've usually been, like, out on the town all day. Just, like, it's, like, last time it was, like, a a freaking tour uh, of, like, London. This was in high school, so I guess it wasn't that recent. But, like, we were, like, out all day. Disgusting. So it smelled like the room Lustra slept in last night. (laughs) (laughs) Just Your about old rank piss buckets. I feel old for you, man. piss Ugh. all over the place in buckets. I'm grossed out and nostalgic all at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what little we have left of him. <laughs> Quick, I don't know. bottle it up. During my party days, I used to stay at this place. Big shout out to the Sand Bucket in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. What a place. We're talking like, you know, they named 20... that by choice? I guess. Yeah, why not? It cool. It, it's a fitting name. Great place. Like 20 bucks a night. We used to go down there. It's the perfect place if you just went to House of Blues to watch like a big old metal concert and afterwards you and like 14 friends all want to cram into one hotel room so that you have a place to throw up all the alcohol you drank all night in. <laughs> oh God. Same bucket's your place. Like it, there's no, it's, it is designed for that. <laughs> all the outlets on the wall for whatever reason are on a diagonal. I don't know why. It's just a cool little perk that you get when you're staying at the sand bucket. 
It's a feature. There is, uh, yeah. Back when I haven't been there in years, maybe the place is really cleaned up. I don't even know if it's still there. Uh, I just remember there being a bunch of appliances in the room too. Like there was a microwave and a TV and all that stuff. None of it worked. <laughs> None of it worked. <laughs> and we would literally buy one room and we had gone down to Myrtle Beach and like, you know, three cars full of, you know, 21 year old. Just like metalheads. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we'd all, we'd just buy one room. <laughs> Jesus. And they just let need. that fly. They just, they were cool with it. You can get away with anything at the sand bucket, at least back then. I didn't know. <laughs> 20 don't bucks know is 20 things. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the sand bucket. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. I don't know. Am I a bad roommate, David? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> no, ter- terrible, accom- terrible accommodations would be... Uh, uh, and I think you agree with me, Miles. I remember one time we stayed at Delaps Cove. Mm. Oh fuck! It was it was Jesus. dreadful. We ended up having some food there. We were puking our guts up, like it was out in the middle of nowhere. Like <laughs> it was a family vacation when we were kids, and it was like the worst thing. We were miserable the entire time. Yeah, we had to share a bed. And it was because there wasn't enough, like, beds in the room that we were, you know, we didn't get enough accommodations, I guess. They didn't have it available kind of thing. And, you know, our folks were like, this is a great idea. And we, oh, dear old Miles and I were not having it. We were, like, nine years old. Oh, no. And we were like, this is the most dreadful thing in the world. <laughs> folks are just like, oh, this is great. We're sitting out on a porch having a drink. There's not a care in the world. And then nine-year-old David and I and our older brother Chris, you know, who's you know before years older than us we're we're bored to tears there's nothing to do <laughs> like oh correction there was a pool but none of us swam like yeah, we've oh, already yeah, learned that story you remember yeah. that story you told us about almost <laughs> killing somebody because you couldn't swim yeah exactly yeah. yeah oh is that where it was no 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 uh, no, no, no that was in a public pool <laughs> ah, more witnesses excellent should we more. play D D? Folks, should we... You guys want to play some D&D? Let's get Lucia out of this pee room. <laughs> well, let's not get hasty. Yeah, really. The last cove all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Lustra. Yeah, let's just go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw, Lustra. Yeah, fair. Uh, that's a 19. 19 is enough, I suppose. <laughs> Somehow... Uh, you don't those, power puke. You just regular puke. <laughs> Somehow, I guess the time you spent with Merlin and his piss-soaked form <laughs> has gotten you used to this smell. If anything, you had a better sleep last night because you kind of feel at home. It's like <laughs> back when Merlin was around, <laughs> back when the whole gang was together. <laughs> you have a great sleep. Okay. Sleep's like curled up around one of them. Ugh. Uh, before we do kind of fast forward to morning, though, I don't. I want to make sure I'm not railroading you guys in anything. Any spells? Any? I mean, anything at all? Maybe even some interactions in the rooms that you're all in uh, before we Lenar, hit that fast forward button. Lenar is definitely going to cast Mage Armor just in case. Okay, and uh, she's going to ask Van Richten if now that we know we he can spell cast. Uh, if he has access to remove curse or restoration. 
Oh, hey, geez, yeah, that's kind of important, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Wee bit. Uh, he says, uh, n- "No, I do. Well, I do have lesser restoration in my in my thoughts at the moment. Greater and remove curse. I do not have prepared, but perhaps in the morning I can take a look at my spell book and change my spells around a little bit." Oh, I am so jealous. Uh, <laughs> if you could do that, that would be great. It would save our dragonborn from getting too green. Uh, and if you have an extra restoration to throw around, and she'll just bat her eyelashes. Lesser restoration. <laughs> Lesser? Yeah. He certainly has the uh, spell slots for it. Yes, let me see if I can... Remember the verbal and somatic components. And she's like whispering along the words too, just to make sure he uh, sort of strangely like magically holding his hand. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> going to say teacher becomes the or student becomes the the teacher kind of thing, but yeah, that too. You're like the director who mouths the words along with the person on stage. Yeah. <laughs> this time, Van Richten pulls it off uh, on the first try. There's a glow that emanates from his hands as he waves them around and uh, casts Lesser Restoration on Lenara with the intent of removing a point of stress, I assume? Correct. Or blindness, you never know. I can still do that a few more times if anyone else would require some restoration or just healing in general. What about yourself, sir? How are you feeling, you know... As health-wise, as good as I can be at the moment, I suppose. You're stressed? How are those shoulders? I suppose they could use a good rubbing, if that's what you're getting at. Tess, Tess will, like, <laughs> look startled at Lenara. Just like, excuse me? Lenara, is that why you suggested I go in the same room with him? You're better with your hands. It's your meant. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I think he was flirting with you earlier. That as it may, just because he's handsome does not mean I... If he was, that does not mean... I would never. (laughs) I would never dream, in all seriousness, would never dream of batting an eye towards the former lover of Simon Hyber. You mistook my intentions. This is an awkward conversation. <laughs> I could use some healing. Fantastic. Thank you, Lystra. <laughs> Slash is quietly taking notes. I'm not the only one with awkward conversations. <laughs> Once again, Van Richten pulls off his spell. His nightmares do not distract him enough to waste a spell slot. And Lustra, you get yourself seven points of healing magics. Very good, very good. Anyone else require any healing before I lay my head down for the evening? Hmm. Slash will will nod. He will use his last... Oh, that time. Uh, Unfortunately, he fails. He starts the verbal and somatic components of cure wounds on Slash and kind of stumbles halfway through the spell. It's like, I'm, I'm... Terribly sorry. I think perhaps I tried to cast too many at once. I just... Very sorry about that. That was also my last first level slot. Are you hurt enough that it's 
uh, with no, the doctor, effort. I'm quite fine. And it, it was simply to make sure I'm in tip-top condition. Of course, you have my apologies. I, I assure you, I'm not usually like this. I just can't seem to shake the thoughts of that damned nightmare. It's quite all right. Well, hopefully. to bed then. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I I guess once we've all sort of made ourselves comfortable uh, in our own rooms, um, Tess will sort of be in her cross-legged trance state um, and sort of like open one eye and look over to Van Richten and say, Sir, I know it's been a long day for you, but I was... I mean, you saw the way we were like back at Amelia's. I'm just wondering, you've you've had a storied career and you've traveled with many people of varying everything, really, as far as I can tell. How did you all manage to work together? It seems like every day we are at each other's throats and... I forget just how young all of these people are. I just, I don't, I don't really know how to deal with it. I don't know how to, I want to engage with them and I want to relate to them, but I feel like there's a disconnect between us somehow. How did I work with Lamin and Simon and all those? Is that what you're asking me? Yes, they all speak the world of you, and they seemed like they would follow you and give down their li- lay down their lives for you at the moment's notice. I just... <laughs> it might be wishful thinking, but I want that for us. Well, fight enough battles together and you will get there, no doubt. Truly, that's what did it for us. It came to a point where we had each saved each other's lives so much that we all became... An essential part of the puzzle, I suppose. Without Lamin, we would not have been able to so easily traverse the mists, and without Simon, we no doubt would have lost many battles that we won instead. Without myself, the two of them would likely have died of their wounds. Eventually, we began to realize the importance of each part of the puzzle, each person on the team, so to speak. I don't know if that's what you'd like to hear, Tissandius, but that is the truth of it. I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. I I think in my in my head I always thought of the image of you sort of leading everyone on and having them trail behind you in your wake as a leader, almost. But the way you speak of Lamin, the way you speak of Simon, it's... I... I was expecting... I I don't know what I was expecting, but... It's strange to me. You just seem to come from such different walks of life and... Just working together so well for so long. Yes, we all have our personal limitations to Santius. Those limitations become much more obvious when you are in battle by yourself. And the limitations go away somewhat, I suppose, with a team around you. Strength in numbers, as they say. Tess will uh, sort of, like, glance towards the 
the wall in the direction of the the rest of the party members and look down and say, you've given me a lot to think about. Thank you. I I hope it wasn't too much of a bother. No, not at all. He's already snoring. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at <laughs> Anything going on in Lustra? How's, how's it going over there? How's it going over there in the pee room, Lustra? Love song for Rena, number 18. Hair so nice. I think I... Man, it stinks in here. <laughs> you, go to, haikus. you go to dip your pen into the inkwell, but it's just a piss bucket. Ooh, invisible ink. Slash oh. <laughs> and Lenari getting along as bunkmates. Uh, when we start getting down to bed, Lenari will just do a sniff to the air and go... Slash, do you have any favorite smells that aren't Merlin piss? Quite frankly, anything other than Merlin piss is my favorite smell. Um, she will do stale Merlin sweat. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin's gym bag. <laughs> uh, she'll do freshly laundered silk as a smell for herself, reminding her of you know new dance. Uh, robes and stuff uh, make it fill the room and go no seriously what would you like to fall asleep to the smell of old books Van Richten's study has uh, definitely put that smell in my nose she'll fill your side of the room with the smell of old books if you Aww. kill me in my sleep just make it quick night <laughs> <laughs> Van Richten weighs us. is that freshly laundered linen I smell you know what I'm, I'm sort of like getting a little mix, mix and match. It's like freshly laundered parchment. Oh no, there's the urine smell again. Oh, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. I'll, would you like some cotton for your nose? Yes, please. All right. There you go. <laughs> also, you screamed slightly less loudly tonight. I'm proud of you. You didn't. I'm lying. Sorry. <laughs> He's already snoring again. You guys successfully make it to the next morning. Oh, Lord. Oh, wow. A long rest, successful spell slots back, all the things back, everything's back. Two hit dice back in the chamber. Yeah, Uh, half your total amount of hit dice comes back, which should be two for everybody right now because we're level five. So what is the plan for the morning? Now what? (laughs) He was never a morning person. Uh, have we been... Were we able to keep an eye on uh, yawning air quotes, Eddie? Yeah, absolutely. And he fell asleep in his chair for a bunch of the evening. Didn't... Nothing out of the ordinary. It really seems like this guy, this quote-unquote yawning Eddie, just some squatter that realized the owner was never coming back. So he's like, well, now I'm yawning Eddie. And seems to be running an honest business. Very now. industrious. I like him. Good for him. Yeah. He's ambitious. There We've you invested go. five gold into his uh, into his business now. Maybe he'll have. Maybe he'll be able to get some brekkie. He's the next to die. I'm sure. Uh, I guess a bit of housekeeping is how am I feeling strength wise when I wake up? Uh, what's your strength score? Uh, Twelve. Eleven. What? <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? Uh, shall we try and 
get it right out of the way uh, so he doesn't use the spell slots if Van Richten does have uh, remove curse. Yeah. Van Richten says, ah, yes, I did say that I would try to rearrange my spell list a little bit, didn't I? We have a curse to deal with and are in dire need of greater restoration, is it? Uh, that one is... I wouldn't say dire. Uh, I want to keep Lustra from dying, but, um, I mean, if you want to give strength back too, I would love some con back, but I don't need it as much as some others might. We did the math on the way here. We need like seven of those greater restorations at some point. That will take some time. Let me see if I can properly adjust my spells. And he takes a few minutes throughout the morning hours uh, to study his notes and his books uh, and trying to replace a few spells on his cleric spell list. He wants remove curse and greater restoration. I'm just going to let you guys in on what's going on behind the screen. I'm rolling a d20, adding some modifiers to it to see if he can pull this off. Basically, he's doing an arcana check uh, because the nightmares are just, they're constantly there. It's like constantly a thought in his mind and it's distracting him. It's breaking his concentration. Anyway, let me roll this d20, see if I'll start with remove curse. Come on, big money. See if he can add that. Okay, I just rolled them both. You guys want the good news or the bad news first? Bad. I want the fantastic news. I don't know if that exists. (laughs) You be the judge. Bad news first. Bad news is that while trying to remember all the uh, components and all... The details of greater restoration, he loses his concentration and does not manage to put greater resto on his spell list for today. However, after his cup of coffee, he does manage to get remove curse onto the spell list. So there is that. He says, yes, I, there it is. Yes, now I have it all committed to memory. I'm fairly certain I can cast Remove Curse now, although I just cannot quite remember all the components to Greater Restoration. I am quite sorry. I know that all of you were no doubt counting on me. I'm terribly sorry to have failed you, but perhaps tomorrow I can try again. Of course, don't worry. It's These things take time. As long as it keeps us from being drained... I'll call it a win. Is there anything that any of us could do to help you in the future or with your spell casting? Someone to hold a book? Unfortunately, I can't think of a way of you helping clear my thoughts. I I wish there was. But he walks over to Lustra and says, Give me your arm. I will attempt to remove the curse on you you say it is the weapon you believe is cursed this sword here yeah i go and take the sword off my belt and literally hold it in my hand yeah it's this thing uh, it's called bottle breaker to my understanding uh yeah it's killing my strength i'm i swear i'm not devote to tiamat i am not a green dragon <laughs> i'm a copper dragon but oh yeah how much shittier do you look this morning 
Uh, I, I would like to imagine that, you know, my, my cheeks are starting to get sallow and even my horns are starting to like get divots in them now. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were like drooping <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they're even like, even my horns are starting to thin out a bit. Like I'm, I'm looking pretty, I, I'm, I'm looking like I've lost a lot of weight kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm looking rough. <laughs> oh man. Van Richten says, well, I suppose I should cast it on this sword then. Hopefully it will work and you'll be able to end your attunement with it and we can I throw this damn thing out into the streets, I suppose, whatever you desire to do with it. Someone mentioned selling it. <laughs> he does a, an Arcana check to see if he can pull off this third level spell, this remove curse, and he gets a nat 20. Oh, hell yeah. On... The D20, and just like that, Lustra, you can kind of feel the connection with Bottle Breaker cease to be. Uh, Van Richten looks at you and is like, yes, I'm fairly certain that worked. Your attunement should be broken now. Perfect. Thank you. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave the sword in the corner. <laughs> Put the handle in the piss. Uh... I don't want to jostle it around. I've been smelling it. I've been smelling it all night. Do not oh, yeah, disturb the piss bucket. <laughs> Do not disturb that bucket. There's like a film over it now. Oh, if, it, if it moves even a little, I'm not sure if I could stomach it for one more minute. I've slept Acid in the, breath. I've slept the entire night in there. So I'm put it put it in the corner and leave. So that you're just putting Bottle Breaker in the uh, corner of the room full of piss buckets. You're yep. going to kill a man. <laughs> you realize Yawning Eddie will soon become Yawning Deddy. There we go. I think we all know he's going to die one way or another. <laughs> I mean, we could. I'm just saying we could just get it out of the way now. We could just get it out of the way. I'm sorry, I'm not good with mornings like Lenar said. <laughs> <laughs> So Van Richten suggests destroying the weak meat, but then I suggested, and somehow I'm the evil one. I just hadn't finished my coffee yet. I'm back on the side of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like three quarters down, still contemplating murder. Whole cup, we're good. So I guess it's too much to ask, but I take it my strength score doesn't change, though. It's not like it's removed, boom, back to 14. It uh, does not yeah. as well. It seems you will now be able to rid yourself of the sword. You do still look like shit, Lustra. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was simply incapable of putting greater restoration on my list for the day. Perhaps tomorrow we can do something about the fact that you look like absolute shit, Lustra. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get my gains back before I see my girl again. <laughs> Van, I can see why Vic, Van Richten and Lamin got along so well. <laughs> just just razzing that little dragonborn boy. I'm used to it. <laughs> Slash sort of muttering under his breath. Also, oh, he can insult him, but when I do it, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the delivery salon. It's all about first impressions, really. <laughs> well, shall we then? This place smells like someone pissed in a basket of clean laundry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're looking for a baron. Do you have any clue where he is now, or...? 
My guess would be somewhere here in Martira Bay. I am positive that last night it is truly barren meatus that I saw. Another little fact, an interesting one, I suppose, is that he is no barren at all. A simple trick, a play on words. It is his name, Baron Metis. He, sure enough, has taken advantage of his name, claimed to be a baron that holds great powers, but in truth it is simply his name. Convenient, however, when you're sitting in a bar and introduce yourself as the Baron Metis, and then one of your friends comes stumbling in and calls you Baron. It's very convincing. Ah, there we go. Well, the Lenara Theridane is super happy to hunt him down now. <laughs> the Lenara Theridane? Of the uh, Waterdeep uh, Theridanes? That's it. Uh, what was... Was it the Noble District? Where was the Gentleman's Club? At 10 a.m. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> that's the only thing I know about the up-class district. Uh, the Gentleman's Club, it's, uh, its name is the Cos- Cosmopolis Club. It is in the Eastern District. Eastern District. Okay. We'll just glance over why he knows the name. <laughs> and what I was going to suggest we start our search there um, in th- in the Eastern District because of the aforementioned title that he does not have. What style of allies did he have before? Or was it all creatures that he raised from the grave? I do not know. My... I told you my only interactions with Baron Metis were him killing my boy and quickly followed by me killing him. I mean, he had dealings in flesh. That is one of the few things that we know about his history. Was not above buying and selling people. Is there any slave trade in Martira Bay? If there were slave trade, one would think the dockyard would be prime real estate for entry of new merchandise. If there was anything that we could trace back to Baramidas, surely it would be nearby. Alternatively, we could... And then Slash sort of gives a sly grin, offer up our own meat in trade. One, two, three, not it. Not it. <laughs> oh, all right. Three volunteers. Excellent. Um, No, but... uh, I mean... Was it? Could it be as simple as asking, as coming up with a description and asking locals about it? I mean, someone who has power and connections—they have to interact with people, mustn't they? Not necessarily. People with powers tend to have people attracted to them. It's not by their choice that sometimes people move. Also, the hypnotic gaze of a vampire is known to make people do what you want. Well, where, I guess. For what it's worth, I'll remind you guys of the big, uh, the big landmarks throughout the city and in the different districts. For what it's worth, Western District tends to be kind of the slums where a lot of the serial killers, beggars, that kind of thing, uh, likely hang out. The Black Tower is in the Southern District. It's kind of the, the big landmark there. The Northern District is where you have your warehouses, 
textile mills, that kind of thing. And the Weaver's Guild is also in the Northern District. In the Eastern District, like we just said, kind of the richer part of town, that's where the Gentleman's Club is located. Merchant's District is uh, where Amelia's house was at, and obviously all the merchants are at. And then lastly is the Guild's Quarter, where you can find the Bard's Guild Musical Library. Bards like to spin tales. Perhaps they know information about a frightfully charming man. Oh, the way you speak of him, if if someone wants to be seen as high class, they would probably want to rub shoulders, rub elbows with the high class, with hiring people to go out and tell others that you're hot shit. I mean, bards or upscale town seems like where where I would look anyway if I was an egotistical man-eating power-hungry weirdo. I would look in the slums personally. That's what that egotistical whatever <laughs> phrase you just said <laughs> thinks. Oh, well. I stand corrected. I <laughs> I somewhat agree with Ted. Uh, maybe both. I get the feeling the slums will know what dirty deeds he does, and the Eastern District will know what mask he wants to wear. The slums will also indicate who is looking for salvation. Salvation is easy prey for those who are down on their luck, down in their lives, and looking for escape or a way to empower themselves. They're also more likely to stab us. But, I mean, we could probably bribe them for less. It's fair. And we are closest to the slums? Yeah, I for one am for the slums. Loosters for the streets! (laughs) (laughs) Wanna go to the Germans club, you guys? God! I wanna buy a new outfit. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, ingratiating ingratiating ourselves to the locals, I mean, couldn't... It couldn't hurt us. When has doing a good thing ever been a problem? The least... We could do if we bribe a person down on the lock is to give them a little more luck. Or maybe we're going about this the wrong way. If the Baron is looking for Van Richten, we might be able to control how the Baron comes to us. What if we just have Van Richten walk and, you know, obviously we're going to be nearby, but lay a trap. Use him as bait. Yeah. That even if that was the tactic we'd want to take, that's like just throwing a hunk of meat in a trap and hoping that you catch some a wolf. What happens if it's a bear? Is your trap ready for that? We oh. need to know what we're fighting and Have prepare. we thought of setting the city on fire? <laughs> <laughs> she looks at Lustro for like a thumbs up. <laughs> I did last night, and I thought no. <laughs> I'm just saying is that, that that is something to be... There's something to be said about that. It would seem to me that based on what we know of Baron Metis is that he is certainly not above taunting and playing with his food, as it were. He is a proud individual. He is somebody who would likely not take any besmirching of his personality... He would be quick to defend it. 
I couldn't agree more, truly. In my opinion, he taunts us in hopes that perhaps we will strike too early, strike before we are prepared. But I assure you, if he grows bored of waiting, he will come for us. Let's play his game, then. Rig the board in our favor. It is certainly his home field advantage. However, if we know the rules and how the game is played, then perhaps we can, as you say, tilt the board in our favor. So where to begin, then? Gentlemen's Club. (laughs) Now, I... A bar in town where rich men would love to take their mistresses. I bet, with the right amount of cups, it's not just wine that will be spilled, hopefully secrets. So to the gentleman's club, then. Indeed, it would seem that way. Go for reputation destruction as a means of luring him out? Or, hmm, figure out what reputation he has and find our own way to play with it. Also, just throwing this out there, we've we've defeated Adolescent Colin. Not really sh- sure if we have all of the tools to kill a vampire. Do we? Is there anything that we would need? Like, if, if this plan works perfectly and we shit-talk Baron Metis and then he's like, oh, hey, I don't like that, and he's right here right now. Are we ready for him? Even if we mop the floor with him, it's not like his coffin's one of these buckets, and he will go back to where he rests. We need to find that before we can make our move. Yes, without knowing exactly where his resting place is, there's there's no point in a confrontation. It will only weaken us. Okay, so befriend his friends, get in close, find where they gather, and then once we know where to look, then start the smear campaign? Sure. I mean, once once we antagonize him, he's going to know we're hunting and he's going to be smarter. If, we, if, if he thinks that he is winning, it is very, very easy to convince a man who already thinks that he has won that he is winning. Glance at Slash. <laughs> <laughs> This creates a problem because if we know the game that he wishes to play, it's only fun for him if he is winning, which would suggest our own suffering. Very specifically, the doctor's suffering. How do we display such things in an amount that is tolerable while simultaneously attempting to uncover where the Baron lies? Well, let's move quick. The to the gentlemen's club. To the gentlemen's club. To the gentlemen's club. The Eastern District, huh? Okay. Uh, Lenara wants to stop for a fine, fine clothes before going. You want to go to the merchants' quarter before? Just a quick little. We have to dress the part. We have the gold. Five minute makeover. Five minute makeover. All right. We montage our way through some fashion stuff. Oh, I like it. How much are uh, fancy clothes? Let me just check. Makeover, 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 makeover. 15 gold for fine clothes. Is that correct? That's Mm -hmm. what it says in the gear, plus jewelry to, you know, if you want to 
Oh, you want some up. jewelry too? Ooh. Well, it sounds I'll, like I'll we're... I'll put on that dwarf tiara. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the very least we're all getting fancy clothes Indeed. 15 gold yeah. a pop so i'm mm-hmm. gonna need you guys to give 60 gold to some random vendor oh no hops here oh no hops here i just appear to have an entire wardrobe tied to my tied to a rope he's not a fancy clothes vendor that's not what he's selling today colin good guess <sighs> worth a shot but that's not what he's selling uh Slash, what's Fancy Slash look like? What's Fancy Slash look like? Um, Fancy Slash looks very classically conventional. Um, uh, he's top hat. Uh, no top hat. He's Bow not a fan of hats. Bow tie, yes. Cane, yes. Okay. Um, he's wearing you know your typical slacks that are conventional and and dark on in a Martira Bay tuxedo. Uh, basically petticoat you know that kind of thing uh long long t- ducktails on his on his <laughs> coat ducktails yep. yeah uh, he's using like a like a, almost like a brown white um uh, sort of color scheme awesome brown white color scheme snake skin sandals still on or not um very much still on he's yeah. got he's got to keep those <laughs> those are those Some are staples are just yeah you, you can't cannot get rid, get rid of, them. of them yeah lustra right quick what's fancy lustra look like uh, he's going to look like a businessman as best as he can. So kind of like a, a dress shirt kind of thing. Uh, and with the sleeves rolled up. Oh, so kind of, nice. kind of, kind of like on a, like a businessman on his day off kind of thing. Lustra was, I think the only one not wearing a poofy white shirt. Yeah. Are you putting one on? Poofy this white shirt. This is where shirt, it's going. Poofy white shirt. Poofy white, poofy shirt. white shirt. Yeah, I think poofy white shirt. Poofy yeah. white <laughs> shirt. Hey. Nice. Just, just took 65 episodes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll put on a poofy white shirt, sleeves rolled up kind of thing, uh, dress slacks. I have to swap out the shoes. Top hat? You know what? Lucy doesn't know better, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rage these days. What's the fancy tests look like, right, quick? Fancy tests? Um... Sheer black dress um, with a uh, sort of down to around mid-calf with uh, one of those slits going up the side all the way up to the hip. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. The leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like sort of thin straps going down um, sort of like mid midway over her uh, collarbones into sort of a uh, a decorative... Um, collar of sort of like uh, black okay. straps okay. Uh, to cover the scarring from uh, various. Oh yeah, other <laughs> jewelry that tried to kill you. <laughs> so a tiny black dress that hides your scar as well. I like it, Lenara. Fancy Lenara looks like what? Fancy Lenara looks like. Uh, shoot, what's the game? You play Corvo. It's the Dishonored. Oh, Dishonored. Dishonored. Thank you. So she's like the nobles in that, like your Empress and your Emily, like this slick badass elegant like long coat fits as perfectly as possible for something off the rack kind of thing like black with all kinds of um gold inlets and and decals and you know she's like means business decals Ooh! wow van richten wears a blue sequence dress (laughs) You look beautiful. <laughs> you will never. <laughs> They'll never see me coming. 
<laughs> but they'll all watch me go. <laughs> he goes full top hat, cane, tuxedo, long tails, the full out, black and white, super tux. My God. Anything else from the merchant district while we're here? Anyone need like a quick, shit, we should buy another box. Do we have enough buckets? Anything like that? I'm buying myself a fucking crossbow finally. What kind of crossbow you want? You want them one of them heavy ones that Lenar can't use, or <laughs> what kind? Light crossbow. Light crossbow. Colin, do you have your book close? How much is a light crossbow? Twenty-five gold. Twenty-five gold, Lenara. Bye bye. Twenty-five gold. Bye bye. When I got sixty for some clothes, I get some gold out of you guys. That's good. Anything else while you're in the merchant district? Should I get a holy symbol? Like, do we want? Do we want that? You want a holy symbol? I mean, I wouldn't mind a holy symbol. Holy symbols are great. Like, are are those available? Like, readily available? How much is a holy symbol? Ah, uh, looks like five gold. There's a dude walking down the street. Got all these different symbols on a like hanging from a single rope, and he's just calling out, "Holy symbols! <laughs> Get your holy symbols for five gold!" <laughs> oh, what a bargain! I'll take five. All right, five holy symbols. Yeah, I'll, get I'll get assorted, like sort of like a. Yeah, I'll yeah. get a six pack. Oh, cool! Assorted mix pack. pack. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Basically, yeah. it's one of those coexist signs. <laughs> 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 Throw in the seventh for free. Here's a, <laughs> here's a T with a guy on it. <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh man. That's great. Anyone else while we're here? Uh, if we're doing from adventuring gear, Celeste yeah. would love to finally get his hands on every quintessential bard weapon, the rapier. Oh, sure. Colin, how much is a rapier? Rapier? Well, I'll tell you right here, the rapier goes for a bargain at 25 gold. 25 go. gold. 25 gold. Well, 25 make, gold. Make that two rapiers. I am going to get a rapier as well. Two rapiers. 50 gold. Whoa. 51 gold. While you guys are just throwing money around in the merchant district, you catch the attention of one Odo Hups. Starts to make his way towards you. He's got a few gold chains around his neck now, like Hell Mr. T. Yeah. Also now has a cart to hold all of his stuff in. Can't currently afford a horse to pull it. So he's pulling a horse cart by himself. Buff? Dude. It is a very slow moving process <laughs> before Wait, you just... call him too buff. <laughs> Wait for five minutes right over there. You look into the bag of back of the cart, realize it's full of boxes. Oh <laughs> why hello there. Oh no hops here. Would you like to buy a chest? Chest and hold anything you need. Can even lock a chest. Five gold. You folks seem to be throwing money around. <laughs> how about a little for Odo Hops? <laughs> All right. How many of these do I need for him to get a horse? Excuse me while I look up the price of a horse. D and D economy is crazy. There's an excellent chance that these chests are worth like twenty horses. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I think. You would need to, like, for one of those crossbows, is like 25 goats. Yeah. Jesus. It's a weird economy. Oh, well, I'd need to buy 10 if I got him a camel. Ooh. Um, just a, a casual Darkon camel. 
Camels are 50 gold. Is that what you're Camels are 50 gold. Nice. Pony is 30. Okay. Donkey or mule is eight. We, we would just have to buy one and a half chests. How many of these are mimics? We'll never know unless we buy them all. You got how many does he have? Ten chests. Ten chests. Oh, Give you all ten for fifty gold. What a deal. <laughs> Will you drop them off somewhere? Do you have delivery fees? Mm, free delivery, so long as payment is up front. Uh guys, I want him to have a horse. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> how about he leaves them in Amelia's old house? Yes, um you may have seen a house with the entire front missing. I will give you 52 gold if you bring them there post haste. Oh, done and done. You are just a treat. <laughs> he puts his hand out for you to put 52 gold into it. I happily pay the piper. <laughs> oh, so, oh, sorry. Did any of you want one? I don't mean to... No. Slash shakes his head and waves his hand no. <laughs> You sure, Lustra? No, I'm good. All right. More for me. Odo Hups begins dragging his cart full of uh, empty treasure chests to Emilia Winklebrick's house. <laughs> By the time you leave the merchant's district, he's traveled like 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going. I'm on my way. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, Odo Hups. Oh my lord. <laughs> this man is going to be the single richest thing in in Martira Bay <laughs> by the end the of this way, campaign. Everyone. Odo Hops coming through. <laughs> um if we're if we're going to talk adventuring gear, I would also like to get uh a crowbar because those are always good. A, a bag of ball bearings because okay. those are always good. And something to make stakes from, like as in a wood stake. <laughs> Sometimes like goes by like cows for sale, <laughs> cows for sale, free complimentary barbecue. Yeah, so Somehow I think the wolf steaks have gone bad. <laughs> yeah, so oh. I, would, I would like those three things: uh, ball bearings, crossbar, uh, uh, crowbar, mm -hmm. and what else? And I, I, I suppose, well, I suppose I can just find any piece of lumber to make, make a, a steak steak from. Yeah. So I guess so I'll skip out. Grab piece of wood. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll skip on the stake then and get the crowbar and ball bearings. Okay. Subtract the appropriate amount of gold. How much are those things? Just shopping episode. Sake of curiosity. Uh, would you like to know how much a pound of wheat is? Ball bearings. Okay. Ball bearings. Bag of a thousand. One gold. Ooh. Two pounds. Can you carry that, Lustra? <laughs> I don't know. I am pr I am pretty sallow these days. Crowbar. Oh no! Was looking at component pouch. Two gold. Five pounds. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. Lock picks. Ooh. Oh yeah, shit. Mm. <laughs> Fire me up a component pouch. Pouch as a backup too. Component pouch. Twenty-five gold. Okay. 25 gold component pouch. How much is a lockpick there, Colin? Lockpicks? That'd be thieves' tools. Oh, thieves' tools. Goodness gracious me. They are 25 gold. 25 gold for thieves' tools. Guys, bag un not magic bagpipes are 30 gold. Those would have been so worth so much money. Mm. <laughs> so much money. Not worth the no, headache. Well. Anyone else? 
Anyone else going once, going twice, scene change incoming? Um, I guess Slash, realizing his AC is crap, would probably grab a shield. Ooh, a shield. Are you proficient in those? Oh, do you have to be proficient in those? Is that simple? Oh, then you're you're not. I am. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna get a shield. (laughs) (laughs) You Slash buys a shield and he's like (laughs) How do you use this? Looster <laughs> just takes it from you. Yeah, like why don't this? you learn by example? I'll show you for the next 45 episodes. So shield for Lustra. Anything else? Nope. All right. Do we want to all ride up to the gentleman's club on horses? Camels. I Ah, oh, they're fresh out of camels. They are oh. fresh out of camels. Anything else? Anything else? No, no. Going once, going twice, sold. Hey, a bunch less gold for you guys, but a bunch more stuff for you guys. That's always good. We have so many treasure chests. (laughs) That's the main takeaway from this venture. And yet you have none because they're halfway to Amelia Wigglebricks. I mean, who, who in their right mind would rob a poor defenseless halfling home? Oh, I don't think anyone will. It's just going to take a really long time for him to get out there. Hopefully, by the end of the campaign, he makes it to Amelia's with his cart full of chests. We'll see what happens. To the Eastern District in your fancy clothes. Hell yeah. Once you arrive in the Eastern District, I mean, it becomes clear, even from a distance, that... This is by far the wealthiest part of town. There's a lot of manors. Uh, It's mostly two-story homes in here. And you follow directions and signs all the way to this Cosmopolis Club. It's a two-story building like most of the ones in this neighborhood. Very, very like intricate woodwork on the outside. There's only one entrance, as far as you can tell. There's a couple windows, but they're all uh, they all have curtains that are closed from the inside. Only one entrance because although the houses are a little bit bigger and people here are a little wealthier, Martira Bay is a very like cramped city. So unfortunately, no room really for side entrances anything like that just the one in the front it's a beautiful intricately carved wooden door that leads into the cosmopolis club however there is this massive half ogre with a name tag that says wiggles oh (laughs) he is wearing full tuxedo <gasps> and he has a top hat is it bigger and than Lustrous? he is guarding the entrance and doesn't recognize any of you and looks at the three of you who opted for no top hat and just says no fancy <laughs> I have a tiara hmm Pretty fancy. (laughs) Ah, darn it. I knew I should have gone for the pantsuit. (laughs) Oh, please. Wiggles, is it? You simply must let us in. And she's showing off her signet ring that has the diamond in it. It would be ever so appreciated. I would love to enjoy 
your club in there. Let's do a persuasion check on Wiggles. Can I have any advantage from my noble feature position of privilege? Oh. I am. Thanks to my noble birth, people are inclined to think the best of you. You are welcome in high society, and people assume you have the right to be wherever you are. The common folk make every effort to accommodate you and avoid your displeasure. And other people of high birth treat you as a member of the same social sphere. Whoa. You can secure an audience with a local noble if you need to. Yeah, I'd call that advantage. Perfect. Oh, no stress. 19 on Wiggles. Ooh. No relation to Amelia? No. <laughs> <laughs> this brick. Looks at Lenara, nods his head. Okay, maybe you fancy enough. But then still looks at Tess and Slash, who opted no top hat. But they no fancy. Only fancy go inside. You must have a rental top hat, don't you, Wiggles? He puts one hand on his top hat. Wiggles only have one top hat. Oh, lovely. Slash will... uh grab Tess by the arm and sort of, like, link his arm with hers. Um, Walk up to Wiggles. My good man, understand that much like any other fancy individuals, they must have an entourage. It's only natural that the entourage not outshine the diamond that is the lovely one in front of you. I do encourage that you let us accompany her. But you need top hat. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> How much for yours, Wiggles? <laughs> you can make another. You can make persuasion check. Slash. Hell, hell yes, I can. <laughs> but you need talk. Oh, it's a good thing I got that skill. Um, that is a that is an eighteen. Hmm. Wiggles give you his top hat. Next time you come more prepared. <laughs> Thank you, Wiggles. You are oh so kind. He takes his top hat, which is way too big for Slash's head, and hands it to you. It it fits, you know, but not not well. It's definitely hanging below your ears a little bit. <laughs> See, I I was feeling. I think I have an image of Wiggles as like way bigger than he is because I was like. Does it just go over both Tess and Slash's heads? Just like, <laughs> oh, plop. can both fit inside the same top hat. We could share. No, no, too saucy. <laughs> Wiggles, you get past Wiggles, the half ogre guard. And okay, everybody, I suppose, fancy enough. He opens the door for you guys. You're immediately met by a room that is just Full of reds and purples. It has this very, like, 1920s cigar room kind of feel to the place. Ooh, nice. There's a lot of smoke lingering in the air. Smell of whiskeys and bourbons. And there's also, like, a... uh, and there's a doorman right on the other side of the door who, you know, the coat check, essentially... Oh, I thought Wiggles was just, like, volunteering and didn't actually work for the place. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, This younger human male looks like uh, he's he's barely out of his teens. He's wearing full tuxedo, though. And he sees all of you walking in. He's like, oh, don't think you folks are members. 
Ah, did old Wiggles let everyone else in again? He does that all the damn time. <laughs> well, how can we become members? So, I don't think that's going to happen. I suppose I could give you a day pass. Two gold ahead, of course. That's just man hustling us. I count, mm, plus percentage, 14 gold. Fantastic. Oh, right, we're rich as hell. <laughs> you give him 14 gold? Give him 14 gold. Two per head, four for him. He happily takes it. Oh, thanks for the tip. Uh, there's a table towards the back that is never really used by any of the regulars. Feel free. Someone will be with you shortly, I'm sure. Take a drink order. Excellent. Thank you. Do try to stay out of trouble. Don't piss off any of the other members. It is uh, very appreciated. And uh, Tess will sort of like put her hand on his upper arm and sort of like as she's walking away, let her fingers like trail off like down his forearm. And then like halfway across the room, just like look back and then trying to be flirty, are you? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> With the door guy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that happens. Moving on, next scene. <laughs> you look back and he's trying to hide the chubby in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> trying to position himself in a way behind his... In Okay, I'm done with this. I'm not describing this anymore. Leave that out. <laughs> a girl touched me. And ends it with a wide step. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the 14 extra gold he has now, you guys. Perv. <laughs> So you guys make your way to this table in the back? Hell yeah. Sure, yeah. Have a seat. It's not too long before someone comes to take your drink order. You order a round, bottle of wine, that kind of thing. But before the server has a chance to even like offer you a drink, you hear a voice come from like a few tables over. It says, oh, whatever they want on me, Marlene. And... This gentleman, you like hear his uh, chair getting pushed back as he walks away from his table and towards yours. He's got on, he's maybe the only person in here that doesn't have a top hat. Instead, he has a very like cowboy hat, a very, uh, oh, hell yeah, like a 10 gallon hat, like a big old 10 gallon hat. He's got one of those, like, bola ties around him. Poofy white shirt, though. Ooh. That's still mm -hmm. going strong. Mm -hmm. That's still going strong. He walks with this very slow stride. Comes up to your table. This first one's on me. On the house. I don't reckon I've seen you folks around here before. Extends his hand. Jasper Leafwood is the name. Oh. Why, hello there. Why, hello, madam. I don't know why I started talking like this. Now I'm committed. <laughs> what brings you folks to the Cosmopolis Club? We are new to town, as you said. You haven't seen us before, and this one has the best reputation. Well, that is the truth. You won't find a better club here in Martira Bay. So how long are you in town for? Well, that depends. Is there anything to intrigue me to keep me here longer? He shrugs. Bunch of failing businesses and mists moving towards the city. Short answer is no. 
Maybe some revelry before the end of things, then. Yes, of course. Have you always owned this club, Jasper? Who said I own this club? Who's telling tall tales? (laughs) (laughs) You're a man who walks with authority. Like to show off. It's not yours? Oh. Club's never quite been my thing. I prefer other businesses, I suppose. Manufacturing, distribution, club scene's not my thing. I'm sure I like having a drink at the end of the day like anyone else, but I invest my money elsewhere. Yourself? You all look very fancy. You must have lots of money. We dabble. Hmm. And what? You could say that I'm part of the drink trade myself. Is My, that so? Indeed, something of a sommelier, if you would. Oh. My, my current status and stature affords me the opportunity to engage in the finer things in life with less repercussion. Well, isn't that good? <laughs> you could say that I'm looking for something of a... Of a unique drink out this way. Do you have any familiarity with perhaps any particularly fine wines or bourbons, among others? Ah, I do know you won't find a better bottle than the ones they sell here. Do you have a recommendation that I might sample? Just get the house. The house brand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. The good old house (laughs) one. Of course, I will certainly take you up on that uh, first round as you so pleasantly suggested as well I can tell you folks a fairly private group I hope you enjoy the drink he starts to walk away from the table unless you have anything else for him oh shoot um, do what, we want uh, to mention the state of the mine sorry do we want to mention the state of the mine oh lord no no um uh, but on the note of the mine is he's wearing like a ten gallon hat, very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he appear to have any noticeable jewelry on him? Make perception check. Get out the lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, one moment. Wow! 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 <laughs> Dude, in this in this room, the entire room would light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> All right, that's. 21? You notice, yeah, he has a couple pieces of jewelry on him. He's got a pearl ring. There's a ruby ring. He has a, a handful of pieces of jewelry. With that high of a perception, though, you do notice that one of his rings, you're not sure what kind of stones they would have been, but even though he's still wearing the ring part, like the stones are have been like removed from the ring. Oh. Three stones? Metagame Collins, like, did he have wishes? Uh, so as he's turning away, um, Tess would. God, I'm so bad at talking to people. Um, Tess would like to say, well, thank you. Um, we are from out of town, like you noticed. I mean, you. Dress very well yourself. I personally have been looking to accessorize, and you seem like a man who knows that. 
but I haven't. I've been all over the markets, but I have not been able to find a properly cut diamond to go with this dress. You wouldn't know anything about any gems of that rarity, would you? Make a deception check. Can we just retcon that Salash is pair is puppeting me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah, uh, well, don't worry, I am stress free, so without penalties, that's a seven. <laughs> he doesn't buy. As a matter of fact, he's like, now that you have all been sitting here for a minute, I, some of you are probably fairly comfortable in this clothing, but I like think like looser at the very least is like. Oh, I was actually going to make a moment, a notice of it. Like, I look stiff as a board. Right. I am sidled up maybe a bit too closely to Lenara looking for direction. I am, I am a fish out of water. Oh, just trying to mimic her. So, like, when she makes eyes, like, Luxra also <laughs> tries to make eyes. <laughs> he is definitely picking up on the fact that not all of you are comfortable in the fancy clothes you're in. He's also kind of looking Van Richten up and down, too. And you're not sure if he's quite put two and two together. Not sure if he's really recognized Van Richten yet. But with that deception check, he's kind of on to you guys and says, Look, I'm not entirely sure who you people are or what your intentions were in coming here. But here in Martira Bay, do things a little differently. If you're asking me where to get diamonds, which is uh, I'm pretty sure what you're asking me, then you got to give a little bit more. You know what I mean? You give a little, you get a little. That's how things work here. So, who the hell are you people, really? Where to start? <laughs> Shit. This would be great if we had an adventurer group name. <laughs> it should be a really convenient time to drop that name. Yeah. Oh, my God. Victims, mostly. <laughs> Why do people come to the Cosmopolis Club? It is the place where there are powerful people. Find ourselves fish out of water. It is good to make good friends and hard to do so when you don't know who to trust. Can we trust you? Well, that depends on what you're willing to do for me, I suppose. He kind of pulls a chair up to your table. Shit's really hitting the fan here in Martira Bay. These myths moving in. Businesses closing all over the place. Business is bad. I've always been a firm believer that you should never let a good crisis go to waste, though, don't you think? So I adore I this man. So you scratch my back a little bit? Yeah, perhaps you'll gain a powerful friend. If this were to happen, I'm very curious to know what you would want from this powerful friend of yours. Information's my current poison. About what? I'm looking to rub elbows. Get to know the folk around here. The lords, the ladies, the sirs, the mams, the barons. The barons? Only one baron round these parts, far as I know. That who you looking for, is it? 
Baron Vetus. Oh. Colleague? Well, I don't think we can truly answer any more questions here until I know just how willing you are to get that information. What's the price? Just a little favor. Nothing big. Folks ever heard of the Underjack Cheese Factory? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I mean, um, I've heard tell of such things. Maybe. What is it you want? The Underjack Cheese Factory. Oh. Oh. It's in a town down south called Rivulus, run by a little halfling who just refuses to sell. But like I said, business the way it is, and making sure you never let a crisis go to waste, well, everyone's selling their businesses. Old Jasper Leafwood thinks now's a good time to buy it all up. I have faith this whole mess is just going to blow over one day, and when that's all said and done with, old Jasper Leaf will going to come out on top. So I just need someone to go convince little Tomlin to sell the company. Can't be convinced. Do what you got to do. This doesn't sound like your first attempt at a business expansion what was the roadblock, let's say? Surely money wasn't the problem. That seems apparent enough. He seems to be hanging on to it out of what reason? Pride, maybe? Emotional attachment? Perhaps a little of both. Don't really matter to me in the end. I just feel like folks wouldn't receive it well if I was to go down there and rough the poor little guy up. But if someone else did it, not my fault. <sighs> or, if you're not willing to help me out, I could always contact few people and let them in. Just look straight at Van Richten and just let them know where Dr. Van Richten's at, I suppose. <laughs> Ooh. I suppose there's no other favors. Perhaps two. Less knuckle-duster-style favors that would do? Tess tries to not look disappointed at the, pro at the prospect of less violence. <laughs> <laughs> None that I can't take care of by myself, no. But if you want the location of Baron Metis from me, that's my price. Do you have a timeline that we need to deliver? He looks at Van Richten. I reckon you're the one with the timeline. Well, unless, <gasps> unless you have a teleportation circle, it will take us a bit of time. Yeah, that I understand. Bet, I guess you better hope you get to Riverless before I get to the Baron. I'm going to need the strong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do an insight check to see if he's bluffing on blowing the whistle? You sure can... But let's do that next week, David. Oh. Let's do that next week. Oh, man. High, tense social conversations. God, it's everybody's worth fucking nightmare at this table. <laughs> it's the wrong place to go. <laughs> <laughs>